This is the story about... I want to do it too. Okay, one, two. This is Precious Lives. Stories about kids. Teens. Guns. Guns. Yeah, we end the violence. Bye-bye. Because, because we are precious. Because we are precious. I'm Eric Vaughn. This is Precious Lives. And that breaking news right now on Live at 10, violence breaks out on Milwaukee's northwest side. You're looking at a Late into the night right on August 13th, news cameras focused our attention on the upheaval in Milwaukee's Sherman Park neighborhood. And this has been a very tense scene for the last seven and a half hours. 23-year-old Silville Smith had been killed by a police afternoon. officer that afternoon. As night fell, the anger grew. Fueled by decades of neglect, racism, and police brutality, people smashed police cars and set buildings aflame. Politicians, nonprofits, and pastors scrambled to the scene the next day. So let us bow our heads. One of the people gathered was Vaughn Mays Bay. He's been working with kids in Sherman Park all summer, before the upheaval and every day since. We can pray and hold hands and kumbaya and all that stuff all day long, but when you leave people out here with their issues, you didn't change anything. He works with a group called Program the Parks. The handful of organizers show up to Sherman Park every day. They give out meals, set up activities, and make sure the kids who hang out there stay out of trouble. Vaughn says it's working. The first day I was out here was like at the least four incidents. It was two physical fights, and then there was one fight that had like knives and tasers, and then there was a, a incident where like a bunch of people brought guns up here. That was the first day we came up here that happened. So now we might have something like once a week or once, you know, twice a week or something like that. They're working with a tough group of kids who can easily fall through the gaps of traditional programming. In the wake of the unrest, their job has gotten harder. Precious Lives producer Aisha Turner brings us this story. Von Mays Bay rushes over to the tot lot outside of the Boys and Girls Club in Sherman Park. A few teenagers are in a scuffle, and Von throws himself in the middle. It's a Thursday evening, a few days before all eyes would turn to the Sherman Park neighborhood. Von's been focused on this four-block patch of land that forms the actual park since the beginning of June. He began to notice that a lot of the kids who were fighting in the park were not being served by the Boys and Girls Club. He thinks the club is only effective to a point. For parents who are more involved in their kids' life, even, um, you know, for the most part, younger kids who can be more easily controlled. The Boys and Girls Club is generally like a, a daycare. But as any daycare or any school nowadays, um, the ones that they can't so easily control, they get rid of them. And the park is full of most of the ones that they got rid of. Marco Morrison manages the Sherman Park branch of the club. He says any kid is welcome, but he does have certain expectations. The problem becomes when young people think that they can come in with the same mentality that they just had in the park. Well, now we're a little different. You know, you can't come in and want to curse somebody out and then feel like you're going to get your way. Vaughn and Marco are both black men who grew up in the city. Marco is traditional. On the day we spoke, he wore a neatly pressed checkered button down. He thinks working with difficult kids should be left to train social workers. Not everybody can work with kids, even though everybody says, oh, well, I love kids. Well, you still have to be able to know youth development and how youth get from point A to point Z in different phases and different steps. Vaughn is not a suit and tie person. A rotating collection of baseball caps cover his long dreadlocks. His arms and legs are covered in tattoos. The word wild is spelled out over his left knuckles. Some nights, Program the Parks has planned activities. Other times, Vaughn improvises. The night of the scuffle, someone happens to have a pair of boxing gloves. 
And that gives Vaughn and the other organizers an idea. If the young people in Sherman Park are determined to fight, it's going to be done fairly, with structure and supervision. Rules, touch gloves. No getting serious, no jumping in. There you go. The crowd takes turns. Along the sidelines, older men give advice to young fighters. Your right foot should be out. Your stance should be like this. Vaughn starts live streaming on Facebook. He's documented his whole summer that way, posting videos and photos of grilling, dance-offs, and movie nights onto his Facebook page. Not every decision he makes pays off. After an hour or so, the mood shifts. The organized match turns to chaos. A side fight spills down the hill into Sherman Boulevard. Moms begin hurrying their kids to leave. Hey, and Hey, come on, we out of here. Some teenagers gather on the median. Others pile into yards down the block. Vaughn keeps moving, keeping pace with the crowd as he tries to get it under control. He shuffles a group of teens back into the park and yells after another organizer who has gone after more of the kids. And then... Most of the crowd freezes. For Vaughn, it's the starting pistol of a relay race. He takes off sprinting down Chamber Street in the direction of the gunshots. A few minutes later, a sheriff's officer pulls up into the park. Vaughn hurries back. He and the other organizers jump between a group of teenage boys and the officers to defuse the tension. Everybody go home! The kids leave. No one gets arrested, and everyone gets home safely. Vaughn tells me later that he feels responsible for these kids, especially where law enforcement is concerned. I just have an issue with police who, who misuse the, I have an issue with anybody who misuses their authority, police in particular, because you know everything that's going on with the police shootings and stuff like that. Vaughn was arrested for the first time at 14. And I remember telling the officers, at 14, when they handcuffed me, I was like, I'll, I'm, I'll be out in 30 days. <laughs> and they was looking at me crazy, like, we just caught you red-handed with a gun. Because I knew at 14, you cannot just walk up to me and pass search me. You can't do that. And I remember the judge, she was, she went in so hard on the officers, like, you guys knew that y'all violated his rights. He's 29 now, and he knows that young people don't just wind up in the system. They're already in trouble in other ways. Some kids he works with don't have homes to go back to. Some have been shaken by violence. Anything that, that's done now needs to be done by people that's from the streets who've been through stuff, not no suit and tie. Like, we've done that. It doesn't work. And they can't empathize completely, even if they black, they can't completely empathize and understand somebody who slept in the park for most of their teenage life. So because I went through a lot of this stuff, I'm, just, I'm the person that they're talking about. When you talk about these kids, you're talking about me because I went through that. It's what makes him effective. Two days after the boxing match, unrest rocks the Sherman Park community. Officials begin to take action. And we are going to make sure that order is restored in this very, very good neighborhood. Mayor Barrett's office cracks down on its curfew. For a week, teenagers citywide have to be off the street by 10 p.m. County Sheriff David Clark hones in on the park. Sheriff's deputies drill poles into the ground and hang orange plastic netting around the perimeter of Sherman Park. Everyone must be out by 6 p.m. Program the Parks continues during the day, but with a smaller crowd than before. Many teenagers were used to showing up around dusk. Now they could be anywhere without supervision. Anything can happen to them out there. At a neighborhood association meeting in the echoey gym of the Boys and Girls Club, Vaughn appeals to the community. I came here today to try and 
pushed further for this 6 p.m. curfew to, to come down. One teenage girl confronts a police officer. All of a sudden that it was a killing by Sherman, and they start writing, y'all want to shut down Sherman Park. Like, why is that? So, yeah, why does the killing affect the curfew yeah. at Sherman I, Park? I can't answer that. The county sheriff is responsible for parks, not the Milwaukee police. But no sheriff's deputies are here tonight. About 40 community members pledged to call the sheriff's department. The next afternoon, the Boys and Girls Club buzzes with kids. Many of them bounce around, fueled by the sugar rush of a root beer float party. Back in his office, club manager Marco Morrison tells me he's not so eager for the sheriff to lift the curfew. I'm a little indifferent about the park closure, honestly. If we're looking at a situation where we need to reclaim the parks, then we need to reclaim the parks from individuals that see this as a safe haven for negative activity. And I think that the only way that you, uh, you remedy that is that you have a, a law enforcement presence. Vaughn still believes that what works for the community is to take care of itself. Listen, some of these kids that was in this park, some of them was the worst ones, and some of them worst ones, we got them turned around. So now they ain't, they'll tell their other guys, like, man, don't, don't do that. We ain't finna fight up here. Or they'll tell their peers. Now, I remember we was walking that way. It was after the park closed. He waves at Chamber Street. And uh, we walked past one of the uh, group of the kids that be up here. And when they was walking past us, she was like, man, that bitch. And then she saw me, she was like, oh, my bad, sir, I ain't mean to say that. Like, <laughs> we ain't even in the park no more. Vaughn has won their respect. Instead of retreating under the curfew, the group thinks about expanding its efforts. They're going to need an indoor space for winter. We have real programming that we plan to implement, but because we don't have a building or a space, we can't sit them down and do tutoring, educational pieces, really getting to them about um, building themselves up a, a their idea of what they want to do as far as their future. What started as an improvised effort is shifting into a community staple. Over Labor Day weekend, County Executive Chris Abley and Sheriff David Clark butted heads over the Sherman Park curfew. Abley ordered that the orange netting be removed, but sheriff's deputies replaced it hours later. Ultimately, on Sunday night, a judge ordered that the fencing come down. If you want to support Program the Parks, you can find a link to their Facebook page on our website, PreciousLivesProject.org. Precious Lives is produced by 371 Productions in association with WUWM, WNOV, the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, and the Wisconsin Center for Investigative Journalism. We're supported by the Isabel and Alfred Bader Fund and the Greater Milwaukee Foundation. Music by Kiran V.